spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. On this episode of DC On Screen, start up your Quake engine and come with us on a journey to feudal Japan to... uh, We're not really sure exactly, but there are cat puppets, the Batmobile in a hut, Alfred brewing black tea from fermented green tea leaves, Bruce Wayne as a western monk from a bat-based religious order, An unexplained bat prophecy that lets Batman have a ninja army he never really uses. And flute-controlled armor monkeys fighting steam-powered robots piloted by Gotham City's greatest villains. How can you not be into this? It's so weird, but so cool looking. We'll talk all about it right after this word from people with services to convince you of. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 606. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, she who underestimated the impregnable Birdman Castle, (laughs) my special guest co-host. Japanese culture and anime expert, Christiana Trainer. Hello! Thank you for joining me tonight, Christy. I'm glad to be joining you. So, for those who do not know, Christiana is my sister-in-law, and she lives in Japan, and we've been talking about doing this for over a year, but wow. I am actually glad that we didn't do it when the movie first came out. I'm glad that, because you've had a chance to really dig into some DC stuff. I have, yes. Well, at least Batman stuff. And I'm way more interested to find out what you thought of this now, after watching all the DC uh, AU and so much of the animated movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's going to change your, your perception of Batman Ninja a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Get you a little more... <laughs> a little more homework under you, you know? <laughs> right, right. A little more knowledge of who the characters are. Mm-hmm. So, in preparation for this thing, we I had read an interview uh, with Chu and Garcia, and they were saying that this the Japanese version is different. The dialogue is ninety percent different, and that they had a lot of issues. They didn't know what the dialogue was. They didn't have a translation. They didn't even have a script. They were just kind of writing the the American version or the the English version off of the visuals. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they got some like a six page plot outline or something. So mm-hmm. we were like, we're gonna watch both versions, and we're gonna see how different they are. Because I am always a stickler for only watching the original. Mm-hmm. Especially for things from Japan that have very poor English adaptions. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> would it be fair to say, and I know the answer to this because we already talked, but for the listeners at home or right. in their cars, I, I assume, I don't know, out running, wherever you are, for the, for the, for the benefit of the listener, how different would you say the... <laughs> <laughs> the ninja, the, I mean, the Japanese version is the ninja version. The Japanese version is from the English version. 
the ninja version. Um, uh, not not very different. Not very different. Maybe a couple of different jokes and yeah. obviously different voice actors and the language, but the substance is pretty much all the same. Yep. I, I I didn't see a real big difference. I honestly sat there and went, well, that was an hour and 25 minutes I could have spent doing anything else. Yeah. Because I yeah, just watched this. Yep. But at least it looked cool to watch a second time. It did. And I got to watch some of the action sequences. Like, I became aware of things that I'd missed the first time because I'd kind of, you know how you get into something and then you kind of drift off and... Yep. And if yeah. they're, you know, watching with subtitles, you're maybe not paying quite as much attention to the other visuals. Right. Uh, I, aside from like some little care, like some little animations with their mouths and stuff, like every, and every once in a while, it look, are you familiar with the Telltale games? No. The video game series? Uh, I feel like it was, it, it, it was animated a little bit like that, where it's oh, okay. drawn and then, but in like inside of a computer program and then sort of like yeah. stiffly animated. Yeah. It looked also a little bit similar to the 3D animation used in the Dragon Prince. Okay. If you're familiar with that Netflix series. I'm not. So. It's decent. You, but I did quite enjoy the, the art in it like really cool character designs and i didn't mind the style of animation in it i didn't either like it had you know the different kinds of animation mm -hmm. for the different scenes i don't know some of it was weird but i appreciated it yeah there there were really cool stylistic choices yeah um one of my favorite scenes that really sticks out to me is uh batman in shadow like hanging upside down underneath that little bridge Yes, I love that. That was so cool. It felt like something that would have come out of like HBO's animated Spawn series of the 90s. It was just, <laughs> it was so weird. Or, or uh, I don't know if you ever saw the um, the MTV Max cartoon. Um, no. Based on Sam Keith's, uh, Sam Keith's uh, character, the Max. That's a really weird and cool character mm -hmm. and a series. But uh, Batman Ninja, man, I, it's such a weird story because... It's so strange. It, it it starts out with like Gorilla Grodd, who has created a time machine, and Batman and all of the appropriate Robins are, and apparently Alfred in the Batmobile for some reason or another. Yeah, what is all around? <laughs> they're all at Arkham, and the whole time I'm thinking, you guys managed to figure out a way to get every Robin and yeah. Alfred in uh -huh. the Batmobile. And Catwoman, all in Arkham at the same time. Where's Batgirl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah! I need Barbara Gordon. Why, why not spoiler? Why not orphan? I could... Yeah. Why and, not okay. freaking uh, Luke Fox, uh, Batwing? How... I, mean, I, can, <laughs> I can keep going with, with characters. Were, see... Did the Robins all seem in character? Obviously, you know them better than I do. I have little exposure to them, but... Like Robin and uh, maybe Red Hood seemed a bit off to me. Um, Red Hood seemed perfectly in character to me. Okay, maybe it was the Japanese version that was weird. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he seemed pretty in character either way. Like, he's vicious, he's got to beat the crap out of the Joker and Harley, even though they don't think they're Joker and Harley anymore. Um, he's putting gu a gun up to this dude's head, only stopped by Batman. That's totally Red Hood. That's Jason Todd all day. Um, right. What was weird about the English version is I'm pretty sure I I'm gonna have to look it up, and I meant to do it before, but I'm pretty sure that was Lorne Lester doing the version of Tim Drake of Red Robin. Wait, Red Robin? That was Will Friedel. Was that Will Friedel? Yeah, sorry, Will Friedel. Okay, I, I I couldn't I couldn't tell because he had so few lines. Yeah, I, was like, I felt like uh Red Robin and Nightwing were just kind of there. Gotcha. Yeah. He, like, yeah. he didn't really do anything. And then in the Japanese version for Red Hood, his voice actor is a Japanese voice actor who I am very familiar with from other roles. And, mm -hmm. like, his two biggest roles are for characters that are really, really emo. <laughs> so it really threw off the character, I think, because the other characters that voice actor has done don't really match Red Hood. And the guy doesn't really change his voice at all. It's, like, always the same. Gotcha. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's Will Friedel. Or maybe Friedel, I don't know. I thought it was Friedel, but um, yeah, man, I I totally thought that was Lauren Lester who did Dick Grayson on uh on the animated series, but 
Yeah, that makes me feel better that it was Terry McGinnis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, Tara Strong wasted as Poison Ivy here because she has like three lines and it's all about, you know, you know, countless, Tra- countless flowers transformation or some crap. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a really weird story, though. Mm-hmm. Because we have Grodd, who looks awful in this animation. Like, he was... Yeah, so weird. He, yeah, he, he, he looks like they just, like, threw digital doo-doo on him and said it was fur. <laughs> he was, like, one of the big disappointments for me. I was just like, why okay, does Grodd look so bad? his fur is not much worse than Nightwing's head. See, Nightwing's head just looked... He just looked to me exactly like I would imagine... His not- hair was so huge! It was. It was just exactly as... Um, like, Nightwing traditionally does not have good hair. I don't well, know... Well, it was really bad in this. I'm pretty sure it, when, when you were watching uh, animated series or New Adventures or whatever you want to call it, when Nightwing shows up with the mullet, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't even know the half of it. And I was just sending you, like, pictures from the comics throughout the decades of, like, bad Nightwing hair. But I will take bad animated series mullet Nightwing over the weird, like, conehead Nightwing. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just anime hair. Yeah, but at least when it's like that, like, he looked like he had Super Saiyan hair, and at least the yeah. justification for the Super Saiyan hair is that, like, you know, there's the power flare making their hair stand up, but he just had, like, weird gravity-defying conehead hair. Oh, is that why? Is that why the Super Saiyans have that hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like all the power making their hair stand up. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a Wolverine thing. You know how Wolverine just has like the spiky hair for no reason? That's true. But I mean, with him, you just got to assume that like he gels it or something. I, there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing less Wolverine-like than putting product in your hair. <laughs> Maybe you don't know him as well as you think you do. <laughs> Wolvie's all about the glam, yo. Oh, yeah. <sighs> all right, so yeah. So Batman shows up in in Japan because of this time machine. Everybody else has been sucked in. And for whatever reason, Alfred was there. Somehow they built a shack or put the Batmobile in a shack or something. And that's not explained because they've all been there for two years and, and Bruce just got there. And I don't know what happened in the story to to let Joker and his minions know where it was. But as soon as Bruce arrives, they took it down. They were yep. like, they're like blasting it with with uh, cannons. And uh, we find out that all of the villains have taken over as like gods or something. The yeah, like they took the place of like in Japanese history. Of course, there's the Warring States period. Mm-hmm. All of the different shoguns and the daimyo. Right. Like trying and you know, like they've all got like different parts of Japan. So they just like replaced those historical figures with the villains. Which would have been cool if we had gotten more of it. Like I felt like all of the other villains got total short shrift. Most of all Deathstroke, but you know, whatever, man. Um (laughs) I would have so much rather had seen them like operating outside of their stupid robots. Yeah. I think a story about the two years before Batman got there would have been way cooler. Absolutely. Like, and or Poison he, Ivy, Poison yeah, Ivy is one of my favorite villains. And I mm-hmm. think she is very well suited to this kind of story. And they completely wasted her in totally. every sense of the word. Um, Penguin, not one of my favorite characters, but still yeah, very well suited favorite. to this notion. Yeah completely wasted every villain but joker was wasted even harley was wasted because she was what's weird is like at this point harley was very full-fledged very like outside of joker's reach like the characters had broken up in the comics broken Mm -hmm. up in most other forms of media uh and in this in this tale it feels like a very big step back where she's just sort of like i'm just gonna call you mr j and laugh Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a bummer. I don't know what else to say about that other than that was a thing I felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, the other villains also kind of just felt like they were there. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish they had just said, this is an alternate tale that takes place in feudal Japan. That's and- exactly, yeah, I even made a note of that. The time travel thing, I was not buying it. 
Yeah. It would have been much better presented as an alternate universe version of things. Yeah, and I'm I'm fine with buying it as a as a story device. They're much more outlandish things in DC Comics. Yeah. But um I think the story would have been stronger if it was just set in feudal Japan and I kind of felt like there was a part of the story and in an hour and 25 minutes you can't get into every uh every nuance that you want to get into and I feel like they've tried to cram a lot of different themes in like mm-hmm. like uh, Batman's reliance on technology and how he thought he was nothing when he didn't have his technology that's a really cool idea to explore but I feel like they didn't I feel like the point where he was like I thought that because I lost my technology I was nothing and I was like, oh, this is the first time I thought this was an issue. Yeah, right? <laughs> it seemed like from the beginning, he was like way too focused on having his technology. Mm-hmm. Because when he found Alfred in the Batmobile, it was presented as, oh, now I've got the Batmobile. I can do anything. But like, he's Batman. Shouldn't he be able to do something even, you know, with just himself? Yeah, and maybe I've just watched too much Batman or read too much Batman before all this technology was really prevalent. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, to be fair, this, the, the beginning of this movie was probably the most technological I've seen Batman mm. outside of like the Arkham games, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I don't think that I've seen him be that reliant on gadgets. Like some gadgets, yes, yeah, like a Batarang or whatever, but it's not often that you see like the, um, I don't know, what, what would you call it? Like the Iron Man graphics in his helmet and the eyes, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, he's like zooming in on stuff. And I mean, it felt more like, yeah, like he had an intelligent suit rather than just like, you know, a suit of armor and weapons. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, at one point he actually did have a suit when the Batmobile, you know, changed forms like five times and finally became a suit of armor that lasted for like a whole five seconds. <laughs> Before it was crushed underneath the giant... Yeah. Right. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, all of that was really cool to watch. Yes. I was just also sort of going, what is this? Yeah. Yep. And they have this bit and they were like, oh, they don't have steam powered things that, in Japan at this time period. And they're like, the Joker doesn't care about history. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Still like, how did he make the history advance? Like what? Like, I guess it's like, I guess it's a thing in anime to like go back to feudal Japan and they all have robots or like steam powered robots. Like, Uh, no, is that a thing? No. Usually when they go back to feudal Japan, it's like, Oh, we're in feudal Japan. We have to use (laughs) bows and arrows and horse travel or run like ninjas. Well, fair enough. I was curious. I was like, is this a thing? Is this that like... Is definitely not a thing. Alternate universe, like feudal Japan steampunk type of thing? Yeah, it felt to me like the people who made it were like, all right, we've got to shove in as many tropes from Japanese animation as we possibly can, regardless of the time period. So even though it's in feudal Japan, because that's one of the tropes, we got to have that one. We got to have giant robots. We got to have the robots come together. We got to have cool ninjas. We've got to have cool samurai armor. Like you got to have all of it. And I loved the, the, like the cult of Batman or whatever. Like, but I felt like those bat, those bat ninjas didn't do anything. I know. I wanted to see them do stuff. I would have much rather have seen them do stuff. And it was so frustrating because like the Robins are like Batman's like, I thought I was nothing because I lost my technology, but I still have this body. I still have my mind and I still have all of you. And they're like, what we're going to do is we're going to take like 21st century fighting techniques and we're going to marry those with like ninja training and ninja blades are still sharper than anything that technology can create, create in our century. And, we're going to use this century's methods to fight the villains of the future. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. That sounds great. And, and then it was like, or we're going to call a bunch of monkeys to make a giant monkey. Yes. Oh, that was so annoying. That's then covered in bats. Yeah. And then became a Batman. That became not just a Batman, but golden age Batman. Yes. From the 1930s. And then, inexplicably, in the final battle between Joker and Batman, Batman's like, ah, you, you thought you killed me, but now I'm exploding into bats. Yeah, that was weird, too. Like, when did Batman get supernatural powers and I just... I have no idea! 
And then he did the whole like floating with the bats and he did all the ninja signs and like that looked really cool. But like, even if we could have had like a 10 second training montage where we saw him learn that would yeah. have been a little helpful. Exactly. Like this was the weirdest thing. Like they took such leaps in this so thing. Weird. And I was curious because you are an anime fan. Yeah, I am. Aside from watching a little Miyazaki and being interested in Cowboy Bebop, but not having gotten around to it yet, I'm not an anime guy. Like, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I've seen Vampire Hunter D, but I don't think that counts. (laughs) (laughs) Watching Afro Samurai does not make you an anime fan. No, no. It was good. (laughs) Actually, this... Actually, the, this is this apparently comes from that guy, the guy that created Afro Samurai. Oh my gosh! I just looked up and I said, "Wait, why? Why is it saying Afro Samurai on the Wikipedia page?" Oh, it's from the creator of Afro Samurai. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I had no idea what was going on in this movie. Like, I, I was knew, lost too. I knew they had they each of the the, the warlords had. The ele- one of the elements of the time machine of the quake engine or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And that was like their little MacGuffin that they had to get a hold of. I have no idea. I don't know how a million monkeys turns into one giant monkey. Nope. Me neither. It looked cool when they like showed up close, them all turning and their backpacks becoming the armor. I felt really bad when Joker like had Harley give them a warm kiss, quote unquote, and she burnt them and they were all just like, charred monkeys falling off of it i know that was like a lot more uh like emotionally impactful than all of the bat clan ninja dudes getting killed at some point did they get killed at some point or was it just i don't know if they got killed but you know like they were they were they were presented as expendable yeah i mean i know that there was like a point where it was like oh you have men in the water and joker and harley killed all of the all of them and then it turned out they they weren't really the ninjas they were just like but like the monkeys got more attention than the actual human ninjas they did and they were weird yeah they were so weird i mean i get it because of grod but the thing about grod is like traditionally i don't think he's ever controlled monkeys with a flute flute. i thought he had like a mind control device like he like when he put on the mind control device on the ship and then they were all like oh yeah that doesn't work on us we either have had training or we have hearts of steel whichever version you want to believe (laughs) and your mind control doesn't work on us like i i I dug that that he gave them the power to do that and then he was like yep I, you know, I'm too, I'm too injured, whatever guys, but I was confused by Robin's monkey. Yeah. Okay. That was, I think of the whole movie, what confused me the most was Robin and his monkey. I was confused that he, I don't know these characters super well, but I was under the impression that that Robin is not usually super happy go lucky and like, let's make friends with monkeys. He is not. He is a little angry warrior man. That's what I thought. And this Robin was not a little angry warrior man. He was like super happy go lucky jumping around with his monkey friend. Yeah. And what was funny is like, I love Damien because of how dark and and angry he always is. Mm-hmm. And like, there's this great bit in the books where he's just like, he tells the, all the other Robins, I'm going to, I'm going to take something that's important from you. And they're like, why are you going to do that? And he's like, because just to show you, I can, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> just to make a fool out of all of you to prove that I'm the best. Um, he is just, I, I really enjoy his character. And a lot of fans say that he's a jerk. They don't like him. I, I love Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not Damien. This didn't feel okay. like Damien. I didn't think so. And I even thought, I was like, after watching the Japanese version first, I was like, okay, well, I hope they fix him in the English version. But even in the English version, he was maybe only slightly subdued from the Japanese version, but yeah. still very chipper. Yeah. And, and what's more is this Tim Drake didn't feel like Tim Drake, the Red Robin. He, he was yeah, just okay. very much just a static individual who was there. Yep. And I would say the same thing for Nightwing, honestly. He did not feel like Dick Grayson in any iteration of scene. Right. So Jason Todd was the only one who was maybe Jason Todd. Oh, Jason Todd was Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely Jason Todd. (laughs) Well, I mean, Red Robin and Nightwing just kind of, like, there was no character really at all for them. Yeah, they, they were sort of treated as like, here are two versions of the same avatar of a bat follower. Yeah. And and then we have this 
guy who's not really helping out in any capacity other than just being hanging out in the middle of the of the fields and beating on farmers that look like villains. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like Jason Todd. Just kind of off doing his own thing until Batman has to stop him from killing somebody. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I do think that the story might have been served better if we had Barbara Gordon instead of Catwoman. I was happy to see oh, Catwoman yeah. anyway. She was a little weird, though. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I thought her bust was a, real, a little ridiculous. A little bit? Like, I, that, no. Her, the, each one is bigger than her head. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Also, like, it's always bothered me when people draw Catwoman that way because... I, She's supposed to be, you know, able to get around quickly. I don't think she could with with the way they draw her. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> I think she'd be she incredibly very, weighted down. Uh, like a generic, uh, voluptuous fighting female in some anime. Mm-hmm. She did not seem like, you know, a female character with much character. She wasn't. She was kind of a double crosser, which it, it goes along with Catwoman. Yeah. Um, they did have a little bit of flirtation between her and Bruce, which I liked. Mm-hmm. That's that also goes along with the with the uh, with the characters quite well. Right. Um, what what did you think of what did you think of the characterization of Batman? I thought it was mm, sometimes it was good, sometimes it was really weird, and then sometimes I could not get past the scene when he was a monk and he had a bat shaved into his head. Yeah, that was stupid. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. And weirdly short-lived. <laughs> so bad. Like, why? Why? It was so weird. He just felt like, though, okay, like, my idea of Batman is that, like, he can, like, get out of anything, and, like, he's very um, resourceful, and, mm. you know, like, a really good fighter, and he uses whatever he has around, but this Batman was just like, oh, I have no technology, I cannot fight. <laughs> <laughs> except he can that's what he does yeah right i mean they to be fair they didn't give him a lot of time where he wasn't fighting though like yeah. there was that one little bit where he's like walking around with a bat shaved into his head like that's uh-huh. not obvious yep. um like i'm gonna disguise myself as a western missionary but <laughs> that in my head. on my bible i'm gonna have a bat symbol and then on the back of my head, I'm going to have a bat symbol shaved into my head. What are you doing, man? No, seriously. It did not feel uh, conducive to any sort of stealth operation. Right. I could conceive. Like, I feel like Joker would have just been like sitting up in his tower and looked down and go, oh, hey, that white guy with the bat in his head. I bet that's Batman. Yep. <laughs> but also, they... just like a side note, a couple of scenes where he had like the cowl off, but he still had the rest of the headpiece. Uh-huh. He totally had like a major cleft chin. Yeah. The way it like shaped his head. I don't know. I thought he looked really, really weird in some of the scenes where his actual face was shown. Yeah. That, that was strange. There was there was something with the character design that felt off to me. Mm-hmm. I really liked his bat suit before he got like the the ninja armor. Yeah. And I to be fair, I wanted I want action figures of all of it. Yes, me too. <laughs> and they all look really freaking cool. They do, and all of the figures I've found are expensive as crap. Yep. Have you gone on that search yourself? I have seen them in person. <laughs> oh. Oh well. Yeah. At the Batman pop-up store. Nice. And I wanted all of them, but I decided it was not an option when I saw the price tags. Yeah, I mean, what I'm seeing is anywhere from $55 to uh, $150 for these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm, nope, nope, no ma'am, because I'm going to have to have all of them. It almost felt like... Like, speaking of the figures, it almost felt like the movie could have been made based on the figures rather than having figures that were made on the movie. You know, like, that's totally a thing. Like, there'll be a line of toys released and then a show made about it, like, with Masters of the Universe and Jim and the Holograms, you know, you name it. Transformers, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen every episode of The Toys That Made Us, and sadly, I knew most of those stories before I watched those episodes. Oh, that is a bummer. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like for how not impressive the story in this was, it seems like it could have just been a marketing ploy. But I mean, I haven't looked into this. I don't think the toys came first. Oh no, I don't think so. Like I feel like it was very much designed for the possibility of toys. Yeah. Um, like dude, I, I would have, I would probably, if they were more modestly priced, mm-hmm. I would totally, and even if they weren't, I would totally want it. The the Batmobile that turns into the Batwing, that turns into the Batcycle, that turns into the, the suit of armor, mm-hmm. I, I would get every version of that. It was so cool. It was so cool. And <laughs> I want Batman's... It was so short-lived! Huh? It was so short-lived! It was. And I... I Man, I want Joker. I want Harley. I didn't really see much of Poison Ivy or or Two Face, but I would get them if they were part of the line. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was part of the line, I would get it. But the Ninja Batman, like the the Bat Ninjas, like they all looked really cool. All of it looked really cool. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I could deal with that. It felt like they were going to push some sort of action figure at me, but I have like I've, there's only you can only find like. A couple of versions of of Ninja Batman and like a Catwoman. <laughs> the I, I know I saw I know I saw Batman and I'm pretty sure I saw Joker mm-hmm. at the Yeah, like a, a like super high quality set. Yeah, but I want all the Robins. I want uh, I want mm-hmm. every, I want all of it. Everybody. Yeah, I was, I think, more interested in the character designs and the costume designs than anything else. Yeah, well, that was like, that. most of that could have remained if they had just done Batman in Feudal Japan. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I get it, like, the, honestly, the giant robots were, like, my least favorite thing. When they were, like, fighting with swords and their fans and stuff, like, that was really cool. Yeah. The giant and robots it, felt weird. Yeah, it's hard for me to say, but I completely agree. I love giant robots. I'm super into giant robot stuff, but the giant robots just did not fit, and I thought they were like ridiculously over the top overkill. And I was I was confused. Was Joker like mentally tapped into his robot? Because I have no idea. When... Like I thought Grodd's thing was like connected to Grodd's brain, but it was just like connected to his robot and the machine. Yeah, I don't know because when the monkeys were climbing up the the all the villains in one machine, like Joker was screaming about how it tickled or itched yeah. or something and was like was moving around and like the robot seemed to be like moving around with him in the same way. Yep. And then that was the last time we heard about that because then it was just like telling Harley to do things. I'm like, you can't just do it with your mind. What is happening here? I don't understand. Yeah, it was super weird. Okay, so I'm I'm really glad that you were as confused as I am because I just felt oh, like I am just a dumb Westerner who doesn't understand. And that's by the way, that's something that I've seen a lot of people say. Like, dude, I love Batman, but I don't understand. I tried to watch it and I don't understand like Eastern narrative. No, it was not. It was not an Eastern narrative thing. As far as I could tell, it was just weird and not very well written. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, the normal co-host on this show, Jason, he, he doesn't care for anime anyway. He finds it confusing anyway. And he tried to watch, like, he got five minutes into it and was like, nope. Oh, that's a shame. It's at least worth just seeing because it looks cool, I think. It is. Like, it, it, it does look cool. It does. Um, everything except for Alfred's tiny little ponytail. Oh, my gosh. That made me laugh so hard. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, they've been in Japan for two years. He's picked up the top knot tradition. <laughs> Same with um with Damien's hair. I guess two years was long enough for him to adopt the traditional uh, hairstyle of a boy his age as well. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess you would not want to be... Everybody wants to fit in, you know? Right. No one wants to be ousted. Yeah. I thought it was funny how quickly Bruce's hair grew back. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Only took a month. <laughs> well, he's got them back chemicals, you know? Right, right. He's injected himself with all sorts of stuff over the years so that his bones don't... I don't know. Maybe. I don't... Maybe something Alfred Alfred made him eat. Yeah. Alfred was super into, like, using all the Japanese uh, ingredients around. Indeed. 
And, you know, they had to make a big deal about how he, like, figured out how to brew black tea from Japanese tea leaves. Yep. He let him ferment. (laughs) Right. If I recall. Right. (laughs) And then he's like, we have a high protein diet of blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Why are we listening to this? (laughs) What? You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy five-hour energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that five-hour energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. Five-hour energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Over there! Here's a question I have. Um, what was the point of like, we got two strange animation transitions. Yes. One was in that, tra- in that little montage of like the Robins are like, we're going to do it from, from the strengths of this era or something. Yep, yep. And we, it became like, almost like some sort of strange, uh, barely animated, sequence from a like, video um, an action comic yes yeah, yeah. It's, it felt like a motion comic that's exactly what it felt like yeah um it also just felt like uh what i was thinking it felt like was the um like the little interstitials in in video games from like 50 oh, years yeah. ago yeah yeah and then it goes it transitions from that into some somewhat of like an impressionistic colored pencil animation harley and red hood yes yep i have no idea why i mean i thought both of those scenes were like like they were cool and i liked looking at them but i Mm -hmm. did not understand why they were that way i mean this like the style was obviously supposed to be like referencing japanese ukiyo-e and like you know traditional japanese art styles and stuff but i say "Mm -hmm," like i know what you're talking about (laughs) Yeah, but it was, I don't understand how it fit into the whole thing. Yeah, I, I just, I, I felt like it was another example of what you were talking about before. Like, let's grab all of the tropes and just cram yeah. as much, like, these are Japanese things and throw them in. Exactly. Which, so this is, this is like the second, the second big outing for a, for an anime version of Batman that I kind of felt like fell flat. Because mm-hmm. Gotham Knights felt flat to me, or yeah. Gotham Knight, the uh, where they had like little vignettes that was done by a different anime director. Yeah, like the few shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching that. And what was weird about those is like that all of those stories were supposed to take place in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Oh, right. Okay. So I didn't. I was just like, this doesn't. None of this feels like it fits in with the Nolan's universe at all. And did you notice? At the very end, the scene with Catwoman, when she went to the shop to sell the big vase. Yes. Even that was a slightly different uh, style. It was like suddenly they dropped the 3D animation Mm -hmm. tendencies and it was just like straight up anime style. It showed her. It definitely looked different. And I was confused about what I was supposed to believe because it felt like we were supposed to believe they had changed history somehow. Because Gotham, oh, is that what you got from it? I just was confused. I was confused, but like I wasn't sure if that's what I was supposed to get. Like I thought it was like a cutesy, like, "Well, we took the Batmobile to feudal Japan. Now we're bringing a feudal Japan Batmobile back to the 21st century." They but cannot turn. <laughs> what was funny about that is that it, when it, it couldn't turn and it hit that car, that was totally look, totally looked like a Joker car. It right, was like right. purple and green. Uh huh. Um, but what was, what struck me and made me think like, did they accidentally change history or something? Is that like that Gotham looked like still, it still looked like some sort of like, it looked like someone from feudal Japan had like created a version of what they might imagine 21st century, a 21st century city would look like. Oh, okay. Like it looked weird. It didn't look like. It definitely looked weird. It but didn't look like an American city. Yeah. And you got a lot more weird. out of it than I did, though. I just thought, okay, this is weird. And, I mean, I might be wrong, but also... Who knows? Here's another situation where I'm like, why is... Okay, even if you're... 
eccentric billionaire, we can get that. Whatever. If you've got to ride around with horses and some sort of weird Japanese carriage, mm-hmm. what, whatever, man. You guys Maybe. make you make billions of dollars. You're crazy. We know you're crazy. Why are you going to have a giant bat symbol on the back of the Wayne car? Seriously. <laughs> like, do you care about your about your secret identity, man? Yep. So that all of that was weird. It was really weird. I and I was... think the second time watching uh, the first bit of the credits with like the, I don't even know what to call that, pictures, I guess. Mm-hmm. The little comic panels. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, the second time watching, I paid more attention and realized that that was like supposed to be showing what happened after they got back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even catch that the first time. It just looked like they were showing characters to me. Well, but clearly they brought all the villains back. And then there was the one panel where Gordon was very surprised to be given like a rope with the gorilla grod. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, I was watching them just say the the names of the creators and, and, and I was just going, that's not canon. <laughs> They're just randomly saying the names of the director and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> yep. Batman's like, why are you saying that Jim? Come back to me. Um, <laughs> I uh, I love Tony Hale as the Joker. I, I didn't like him at first, but he grew on me. Really? Like, did you point, yeah. did, did you prefer the Japanese voice actor? I didn't really have an opinion on the Japanese voice actor, but at the beginning of watching it in English, when I first heard the Joker, I felt like he sounded um, like really childish, like mm-hmm. someone trying to be the Joker, but. As I watched it more, I got more used to it and I liked him in the end. But in the beginning, I wasn't feeling it. I, I just like Tony Hale. And well, uh, he is, do you, I can't remember. Have you seen Arrested Development? No, I haven't. He, he played a character named Buster and he was like a, a mother's boy, like a mama's boy. And oh. he was like, the, he's a grown man. And he studied cartography and all this stuff. And like, they're try- they're like Buster studied cartography. They're on a boat in the pilot episode and they hand him a map and he looks at it and he goes, is okay. So the blue part is land. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Well, nope, we're not listening to him. Um, and he is just like a ridiculous person. Like they have him chasing a bird that's gotten into the apartment and he's just like screaming at that. There's a bird. Like he gets his hand bitten off by a seal oh my gosh. and keeps screaming that he's a monster because he's got like a mechanical claw hand. Oh my gosh. He's a really funny actor, really funny character actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh he, he can he has a lot of range i was very excited to, to see that he was joker and i felt like he did a really good job he um our last episode that we just put out was a review of harley quinn season two the animated show from dc universe okay and uh tony hale plays dr psycho a deeply misogynistic villain who has uh mind powers and um He's so funny in that role and he just has a, he has a lot of range, but his voice stays kind of roughly the same. Mm, Okay. But I just, I was, I thought he did a really good job. And after hearing the Japanese version, I thought, you know, he really did capture the same attitude. Yeah. And and the same nuances, some of the same nuances that, um, that the Japanese actor hit. So I was, I, I was pleased with him and Greg Griffin. She's been playing Catwoman forever. I mm-hmm. Tara Strong has been playing Harley Quinn forever. Like at this point, so yeah, I, I they felt like home to me. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I didn't think. Um, as for the canon characters in the English version, mm-hmm. I thought they were fine. Uh, some of them better than in the Japanese version, which makes sense since you know, like they were kind of characters being borrowed for the Japanese version, Mm -hmm. if you want to say that. But the one English version voice that I really had a problem with was the uh, Bat Clan leader. Oh, really? Because they gave him a not Japanese accent. Uh I'm not as familiar with other Asian accents as I am with Japanese for obvious reasons, but it sounded like a pretty solid Chinese English accent to me. Mm. And that was just really, really annoying since, you know, it was supposed to be set in feudal Japan. Right. And the actor who plays him, I looked him up on YouTube and he is a native English speaker with an American accent. Mm -hmm. So he put on an Asian accent that was not Japanese for this guy who's supposed to be a Japanese ninja clan leader. Uh So that was weird. Yep. Mm, That's not great. Yeah, not great. I didn't notice anything, but I wouldn't. (laughs) 
I'm sure that's what they were banking on. Yeah, I, I was... They probably didn't notice it either, but yeah, I thought that was um, in poor taste. Yeah, that is. I, You know, me, I was sitting here over here going like, you guys are wasting Tom Kenny. <laughs> How dare you give SpongeBob like one tiny line? Yeah. And it was about uh, like overestimating his impregnable Birdman castle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you get SpongeBob to be the penguin and give him like a line and a half plus like a little snicker when he's holding up his, his little like glowing? Yeah, I kind of forgot that Penguin was even in it until I watched it the second time because he was like so seldom actually in it. Yeah. And, you know, I, what did you think of, um, so there are two different versions of this interchange and it was one of the ones that really stuck out to me. Both of them were bad. Okay. When Harley is kind of walking to go, help Joker out and Catwoman attacks her from behind and she mm-hmm. turns to see Catwoman like up high looking down at her and Catwoman in the English version says, I'm ready for a little girl on girl action. Uh huh. In the Japanese version, she says, I am your opponent. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Cause I hate them both so much. They are both pretty bad, but at least in the Japanese version, <laughs> I don't know. It's more of like a common, line as in like all right i'm the one you're gonna fight get Uh ready but like that statement the way she said like the face that they had her give like this almost like a little flirtatious like winky type of thing made sense more with the english version but neither one of them were good lines yeah they were both pretty bad but i i because i watched the english version first because i'm like okay let me get a grip on what's happening oh interesting okay see i watched the japanese version first well i don't know how it worked on your end but on my end when i rented it the english version played first okay and i was like you know what that's fine i need to fit i need to know what's happening Mm -hmm. and then i regretted later that i did it that way okay why um mainly because um i was a lot more bored during the japanese version but i had i had to read the subtitles yeah so I wish I had watched the Japanese version first and read the subtitles and been very, uh, you know, attentive. And right. then I could have put it on and kind of just listened to it yeah. while doing other things mm-hmm. and just hearing the new dialogue and going, well, that's not what they really said. Yeah. But I did it the opposite way because they, when, when I rented it from Amazon, they literally just gave me the entire thing in one file. Mm. And at the end of that, uh, of the English version, it goes straight. It just starts playing the Japanese version. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's just, yeah, I was just like, all right, whatever. What did you think of the voices in the Japanese version and the voice acting? I felt like the voice acting matched a lot more Okay. Um, in the Japanese version. I Yeah. Yeah, I felt for the most part like it was better in the Japanese version too. And normally that wouldn't surprise me because as I've said before, I always think the original is better. But mm-hmm. I thought with this it would be different since they are like Western characters that are traditionally done in English. Yeah, I I I I don't feel like most of the I don't feel like most of the characters I don't think it mattered that they were <laughs> traditionally Western characters. Yeah. Because in either version they just seem so so bizarre like the yeah. fact like i think the japanese voice actors work better for the animation they mm-hmm. um japanese batman is way better than roger craig smith like yeah i, I agree on that i did sure. not like the english actor playing him um he wasn't great and you know i'm i understand he's he's got a lot of stuff going on he's done a lot of stuff that's cool i'm happy for him i did not like his his version of this character um he a lot of his a lot of his lines fell flat for me when I felt like they could have been delivered slightly different mm-hmm. and achieved, you know, greater success. But overall, I felt like the Japanese voices were were more tame. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed is, you know, there's a scene, there's a little montage scene where they have all of the the lords holding their respective, uh, I don't know, glowy phalluses, whatever that was supposed to go <laughs> with Gorilla Grodd's machine. Yeah, and like, yeah, the things. Overlooking their kingdom. Yeah. And in the English, like in the Japanese version, like maybe two of them go make some kind of like noise, some sort of guttural little like yip or, or noise or something. Yeah. <laughs> in the English version, every one of them did. 
In the English version, they're all like, hmm, ha, hmm, ha. This is awful. And then I, when I watched the Japanese version, I'm like, oh, one of them chuckled and the other one went, hmm. And then the others just kind of were there. And we didn't need all that. Like, I felt like the Japanese version was more subtle. Yeah. And like the English version was just like, oh, they make a bunch of like yips and grunts. So that's what we're <laughs> yeah. going to do. And we're going to do it like a thousand percent. Did you notice that the um, monkeys were not dubbed? Like <laughs> as if they kept the same voice for the monkeys? For monkey no, <laughs> I did not. I did not notice that. It didn't need to dub monkey chi. Yeah. They're like, oh God. And- just not dubbed the ninja clan leader as well and given him subtitles in the English version that would have been much better that would have been cool and would have you know kind of given it a like a bit of authenticity like okay we've got all of these characters from America they're speaking English but let's let the Japanese guy speak Japanese yeah yeah I thought it was weird that Bane was not uh Dude, Bane was so weird he like, yeah like, sumo Bane just a second was a sumo dude and then he was gone and like and, never met again yeah and and batman is like bane even you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like okay in whether or not you want to go with the tom hardy version or you want to go with the comics version i mean like bane is not just some japanese dude who's like a sumo wrestler so it it's weird to me that in the english version they didn't get someone who is like south american or something to do the voice or or someone doing a tom hardy impersonation um i just think it was weird they're like nope in the english version we're gonna keep him japanese but why i don't know because he's still zandoskoi in the english version (laughs) yeah I, I didn't get it. It was what? really weird. <laughs> See, it was the strangest version. And oddly, yeah. like, it was one of my favorite things, though. It was just like... I know, like, it looked so cool. But also, it was just really freaking weird. Yeah, I felt like he was, like, one of the remnants from probably... Like, one of the remnant designs from when they were just going to do an alternate universe in feudal Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I even know that that's a thing like that happened. I don't. The people who made it, like had all this time to imagine all these things they wanted to do with it. And if they could have made a TV series out of it, they would have done all these things. And then they were like, oh, wait, we only have an hour and 25 minutes. So let's just use all of it anyway. Yeah, it is is a super strange thing. And it's totally worth watching. Totally. It really is. Um, Like, literally, it's worth watching because it looks cool. It looks really cool. Like, it it, it looks awesome. And there's something weird that happens to you. And I can't describe it, really. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a swelling of your heart or something. Yeah. When you see Joker kick Batman and he just, like, bursts into a into a, a bevy of bats. Totally. And then the bats fly up and then Batman, like, rematerializes. I don't then, know why that happens. Yeah, and thinking about how supposedly there was a ninja clan in feudal Japan that, like, had a prophecy about Batman coming. I know. I wanted to know why. I know. And, like, they should have just made a whole movie about the ninja clan. They should have. And I just like, wanted to know about them and, like, you know, all of their weapons were, like, spot on with the bat symbol. Like, they matched Batman stuff perfectly. Yep. I, I wanted to know. All Here's what I wanted that. to happen. I wanted yeah. their, like, when they went into the time machine, I wanted them to wind up even further back and accidentally leave remnants behind that See, would set up cool Joker too. and his steam machines and set up the prophecy. Mm-hmm. And that would have made things actually make a little bit of sense. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So it was a wacky adventure. I, I, okay. mm-hmm. If they want to make a sequel, I'll watch it. I will totally watch it too. I don't know what I'll do with it. But I'll probably only watch the Japanese version. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, I'll... Well, I don't know. If they tell me that they're two different versions again, you can watch it first and you be the one to tell me if it's true or not. Even if they had said that, you know, this is exactly the same, I would have... Well, if they had said it was exactly the same, I probably would have just watched the English version because mm-hmm. I I know, like, all of the people who are playing these characters. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm always going to support, you know... Tara Strong and Gray Griffin and Tony Hale or whoever. So I, I don't know. 
but it 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 is one of those things that like people who don't like anime always complain about. It's like, oh, the voice acting is so overdone. And if this is any indication of what normally happens, that you know, the English actors are just like way overacting. Yeah. For no discernible reason, because yeah. I assume it's some sort of like uh, ingrained racism from like bad dubs of Japanese movies where they're like, oh no, you have to scream hi. Yeah. And, like, yell everything. <laughs> I would like to know why it's so hard to do a good dub. Like, for the longest time, I thought, oh, well, you know, it's because they don't get good actors to do it. But obviously, that's not the case. Yeah, it's totally not the case. It's like, the dubbing is just so often not good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It is, it is and so it's not weird. just, like, that the dubbing in English is bad. Like, I've watched stuff that's originally in English... And just for kicks and giggles, checked out a few minutes of it in Japanese on my Japanese Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese dubbing is just as bad as the English dubbing. It's just like the the dubbed versions are never quite as good. Well, yeah. I mean, some of that is just because your brain, if you know a thing, your brain's not going to be able to reconcile it well. Right, right. But yeah, I, I do legitimately just like... I. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the dubs are like, well, obviously, like a lot of times, and I assume that's what they did here is they will record the actors and then animate it to the voices. Yeah. So the English voices aren't going to line up with what the mouths and, and facial expressions are doing. Right. So a lot, I, something I noticed here was a lot of, I felt like the Japanese voices lined up. They were more subdued and they lined up with what the characters' faces were doing, yeah. their mouths were, mouths were doing, way more than the English versions were. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that's probably just a big part of it, is just knowing that it's not right. Not, it just looks like it is... Um, you know, me and Bethany have been watching a lot of James Bond, um, and then I watched the 1967 in the heat of the night. There was so much dubbing every time they were outdoors, mm. so much ADR, and it looked awful. Yeah. Like, and it's just a thing that's in old movies is the, like more so maybe they've, you know, figured out a way to make it better. And then I was just on a kick. So I went ahead and watched like the pilot episode of, of the TV show in the heat of the night from the eighties from like 88. Same thing where it was just like every time they were outside, their mouths are moving. And then like half a second later, the voices come out and it's just so weird. And it's that same feeling I get when I watch a, you know, dub from like English dub over, over a, you know, Japanese or other foreign quote unquote foreign uh, film. Yeah. Just like, it's not yeah, like right. it just feels like an imposter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to start singing snow right now. What? Imposter. It's a 90s thing. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he, it was a, it was a rapper named imposter and he sounded, he was, he sounded Jamaican and everybody loved him until they found, until the video dropped and it turned out he was like a white dude. Oh my gosh. Who wasn't from Jamaica, but he was just doing a Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> wow and then jim carrey did a great parody of him on in living color and it was it was fantastic great actually the the song was informer and the jim carrey parody was imposter sorry oh okay okay yep that's how that went down mm-hmm. <laughs> um do you have anything else to say about batman ninja um oh just one small thing sure do you keep wanting to call it ninja batman <sighs> Because I keep wanting to call it Ninja Batman, and seeing that the Japanese subtitle is Ninja Batman, why in the world did they title it Batman Ninja? I don't know. I was confused by that, and I thought you might have an answer for it, and then I I forgot about it. Just that the Japanese subtitle, like the subtitle that's written in Japanese, says Mm -hmm. Ninja Batman. That's so weird. Yeah. Maybe they just thought, like, oh, if we put Ninja first. It's like the SEO thing. You put your most important keyword first. Yeah maybe that's it they're like oh people will buy anything that has batman on it don't put ninja because that like they probably did some testing and found out that people were like oh batman cool i'll buy that and then they showed them ninja batman they were like i don't want to watch a ninja thing that's not batman (laughs) we got a lot we got so much blowback about that and it was so weird because you know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of, they don't talk about the animated movies nearly as much. But when Batman Ninja was announced, 
we got so many people who are just like, I'm not going to watch that. That's not Batman. Oh, really? It looks oh. so cool. It does look cool. Like, and I was over here going like, oh, the trailer for this looks so, so amazing, you know? Yeah. And then Jason was like, uh. <laughs> you got to You got to at least try it before you say it's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did try it for five or ten minutes, something like that. Well, he can judge the five or ten minutes he watched, but he can't judge the whole thing without watching it. Right. It was, yeah, because he and I share a, a DC Universe account, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where we just, like, me and Bethany, like, signed in to go watch something and saw that, like, Batman Ninja had was about, like, five or ten minutes in. Like, the bar was, like, right there, and we're, I just laughed. I'm like, yep, that's all he's going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> He gave it a shot and went, nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to have watched it. It was weird, but... Yeah, I'm not lot. sorry that I watched it. It was cool, even though it was weird. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... There's not like a lot of spoilery stuff, so, you know... Oh, yeah, I mean, it taught me nothing that I didn't already know, which is yeah. saying a lot. I don't know very much. You know more than you think you know. Maybe, maybe. You knew enough to know that that didn't act like Damien. <laughs> That's true. You're like, that didn't seem like Damien. <laughs> and that's extraordinary for someone like you because you haven't had a lot of experience with Damien. That's true. He's not in a lot of stuff. Like, that's like, true. He's not like very prevalent in the animated stuff except for like the new DC uh, Universe animated movies. And I don't think you've seen those, have you? Um, I couldn't tell you what I have and haven't seen without a list in front of me, but I feel like I've maybe seen him once or twice. Have you seen Son of Batman? Maybe. Batman versus Robin? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, because like those were all part of like Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League War, uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin, Batman Bad Blood, all of that stuff is all in the same line. Oh, okay, okay. And it's actually over now. That that continuity has run its course. Um, they they ended it with um, this massive dark side apocalypse war movie. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was very brutal. Omega beams oh. slicing main characters in half. Ooh, you know, no. Intestines, blood, the whole thing. Everyone die? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Because I'm behind. I haven't seen them all. Wow. They just kept releasing them and I kept going, oh, that looks good. <laughs> I need to watch. I've seen Justice League War. I've seen the first one. Okay. And uh, Jason and I keep scheduling a review for it and then crazy news always drops and we're just like, nope. Snyder Cut's getting released. we got to talk about that instead. <laughs> nope. Michael Keaton's going to be in Flashpoint. we got to talk about that instead. <sighs> anyway. Do you, do you have anything else? I don't have anything else, I don't think. No, I think that's all I've got. Okay. Well, thank you for, for joining me. You're welcome. I thought it was thank a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And you're welcome for inviting you. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't think so. You're not creating anything on the web like everybody else? Japanese English, English language exchange. That's about the only thing. Okay. Well, that I guess that'll work. Okay. Well, I lead a Japanese English language exchange that's connected to my church, Lifehouse Tokyo. All right. And we meet on Sundays at two fifteen Japan Standard Time. So if you want to practice Japanese, you can find us at Lifehouse Tokyo's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing to pimp here, but I guess that's what we're doing. That's all I've got. No judgment. <laughs> Start a YouTube channel. I don't know. <laughs> no, thank you very much for, for being here and uh, for watching two versions of the same movie. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Like I said, it was cool to look at. Right. I feel bad, though, because the, the, every time we... It, now this is like two for two, or it's like an inconvenience when you come on one of my shows because we did Breaking Bond together and... We were talking about, uh, oh, what was it called? You only live twice or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to find something that is not a chore to watch. Yeah. And you were like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awful. I'm not going to lie. It, uh, I mean, I, uh, Bethany and I have found a few that were way more awfuler. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, uh, I apologize. Hopefully, you know, we can, <laughs> you could be a part of a podcast someday 
that's you know where the subject matter was a little more because this wasn't bad it was weird it wasn't bad but you had to watch it twice yep yep with the promise of a thing that wasn't there right i totally thought this thing was going to be like entirely different i know me too i was really disappointed that it wasn't i was like maybe the japanese version makes all the robots and stuff make sense it did not definitely did not so um oh by the way i want to know this Okay. Is there any precedent for like whatever those weird projections were, where like the sticks with the monkey faces and the, were like popping up on the map? Like oh, it was mm-hmm. like ancient radar or something. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't really explain it, but it wasn't something that I saw for the first time. Really? It didn't stand out to me. It just, to me, it was just absorbed as like a common visual in a Japanese piece of fiction. That's interesting. Or a Japanese piece of media. Because I was just like, what does that mean? Does that mean that there are like, they have like some sort of projector or something where they're... No, I read it as just being like a... Uh, because I would assume people were like holding the sticks with the monkey faces and like... Yeah, yeah, um, like puppets, sort of. Yeah, like puppets showing Joker where everything was going on. It just kind of seemed like a whimsical depiction of whatever kind of radar the Joker must have had in there. <laughs> okay. Not to be taken literally, I guess. Oh, gosh. I have no idea, though. That's a now tough that, road to hoe. It, it really didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess he had all those guys with the Joker masks on. but Right, maybe so. I don't know. The Joker samurai or whatever Batman called yep. him. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening, every one of you. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? It is not for me to know. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody, our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick! Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO, great service without all the drama. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage.